AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Keith. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Let's go. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete. One hour, AM570, LA Sports. We're out of the blocks and the sprint is on. I'm sitting in the stands last night. People are walking by me. This is before the magical eighth inning. People are walking by, they're looking at me and going, Dave Roberts has got to go. All right, this is before the eighth inning. Dave Roberts has got to go. I'm calling the show tomorrow. I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm really pissed off. I can't believe this is happening. This is not one person, by the way. I'm just sitting there. People are walking up and now yelling at me and saying they're going to call and yell on the show today. And I thought to myself, yeah, it doesn't look good. It actually looks pretty bad right now, but it's not over. It's not over over <laughs> and it's not his fault <laughs> oh he i mean oh yeah oh, i forgot he was on the mound yeah he was pitching I forgot he made walker bueller have a rough outing yeah he was walker bueller yesterday yeah and it was i thought it's not over yet just easy everybody settled down granted it didn't are you, are look good. you wait before you could go on, are you surprised that over the especially over the last four or five years watching this team and how how many times have this team been down and out and found a way to win it in the in the late innings. I mean, this team, I'm talking about this team over the last two or three years, the, mul- the the nucleus of this team has been together. Found I mean that run they had that one summer a few years back where they they won like 15 straight or whatever. They kept winning games in the in the in the late innings. So we've seen this over and over again. So to your point, yeah, it ain't over. It ain't ever over at Dodger Stadium with this lineup and this team. True. Although at that point, I did believe they might have had a point. Dodgers looked terrible. They were flat. I kept saying they're just out of gas. They're done. They're done. I mean, they're out of gas. They're exhausted, mentally fatigued. They're finished. It's not over, but this really does look bad. And if you were sitting there last night, the place was dead. Nothing was happening. When Atlanta took the lead, you just went, oh, God. And well, we then, got two guys on when when we got two guys on. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. You're no, leading up to that. Go ahead. No, no, right. And you're just going, oh no, oh my god. And really, it was hard. It was hard to watch. It was hard to be there. And people were not enjoying themselves. So you get to the eighth inning. You get somebody on. You're thinking, okay. First thing I'm thinking is easy, 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 easy. Right. We're not going to win it right here. Just get on and don't make a mistake because you know the Dodgers had made mistakes. They've made yep. base running mistakes in the playoffs. They've made defensive mistakes in the playoffs. Just get on. All right. Now you got two guys on. Yeah, your guy. Right. AJ right. Pollock came through. Right. Okay. Now there's two on. Yeah. And I know that Bellinger is next, right? Yeah. So that's my question. If the two guys get on, and given Belly's season, were you thinking about Belly's season? Or were you thinking about the Belly who's been really good in the playoffs? I thought he would put the ball in play. That I did believe. Yeah, because he's been hitting the ball. He hasn't been really striking. He's been hitting the ball, right. putting it in play. I thought he'd put it in play. And the thing you didn't want 
at least in my mind, don't corkscrew yourself into the ground trying to hit it 100 miles out of the park and don't hit into a double play. That was it. Yeah. Just make contact, put the ball in play. Let's bring one in. Worst case, right? But we've still Chip got away. runners on. Yeah. Let's just keep going. And when he swung and hit it, it was kind of like Chris Taylor in the wild card. Yeah. When he swung and hit it, there was like a sound, a second, and the eruption. Yeah. Because you knew that was it. And at that point, I think everybody was so relieved. As I said in the tease, they didn't know what to do. Nobody knew where to go. Nobody knew who to hug. Nobody knew where to run. All, all you saw inside the stadium, if you were in your seats, were people jumping around. On the concourse, people were running around, just grabbing people and hugging them. And you think, okay, good. We're tied now. All right. Okay. We're back in this thing. And when Mookie comes up. Was there ever a doubt? First of all, you got to go back to Chris Taylor because he's the next batter. Right. Chris Taylor gets gets a hit. Right. 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 Chris Taylor gets, gets a, hit. a hit. Steal second. Steal second. And by yep. the way, can we just put this to bed right now? No more calls about the Dodgers don't run. Yeah. The Dodgers don't steal. Because everybody's running. Everybody's running now. Oh, that's oh, oh wait a minute. Who calls that? Is that is that Dave Roberts? No, no, that's not Dave. Oh, no, Dave Roberts has nothing to do with that. No, Dave Roberts has nothing to do with that. And anyway, he should be fired. So <laughs> <laughs> Dave Roberts should be fired. Yeah, one yeah. inning in last night. Dave Roberts should be fired. It's yeah. a, relax. Chris, Chris Taylor steals. Right, and then then he's moved over by Beatty. Right, but but there's still two outs, and Mookie comes up. And Mookie comes up. Was there ever any doubt that Mookie was going to bring that run in? I knew Mookie would put the ball again. Just put it in play. I knew he'd put the ball in play. I knew he was going to bring it in. I knew he was going to get hit. He two lashed outs. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! Just a yeah. rope. Yeah, first pitch. It wasn't even, yeah. I was surprised with with him up. Well, then you got to face Seager, so that's that's the problem. But but with him up, you know, runner on third, two outs, I'm surprised he got something that good to hit. Yeah. Really shocked that he got something because he's been on fire, and, and he's the guy. Okay, we're not. But the problem is, is that Seager just hit a home run in that game. Earlier in the earlier in the game, so what are you going to do? You going to pitch around Mookie to get to Seager? Right now, if Trey Turner's next, then maybe yeah, because he's struggling. But yeah, they were in a quandary then, and and Mookie got a pitch to hit and drove for a double. It was um, it was it was amazing, Fred and and I, you could just feel, I, I know everybody because we've seen it from Cody. We've seen it when he was a rookie. We saw him, you know, win the MVP. We saw him in big moments. And and you just, I don't know how it was there, and you said you were hoping you knew he would put it in play. I just felt that there was a moment for him. Like these playoffs, after all the things that he's been through all season long, there will be some moments for him. And But you can't have moments without the opportunity. And the opportunity presented itself for him, and he didn't disappoint. I mean, that was a one-two count. He had just got blown away on a fastball. And it went right by him. And the guy came back with another fastball. But but it Which was we've seen Cody on a high fastball yeah. swing under it. And 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 that's where teams attack him is high. And he did not miss it. He did not miss it in that moment. I, I just I can not tell you the feeling from an athlete standpoint. And he was calm in the dugout when they kept showing him, but I cannot tell you the joy in a moment where you gotta have it 
and you come through, especially at home, and you're crowded, there is nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it. And I'm so happy for him um, because all the, 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 you know, the sit Cody, the, the bench Cody, he's done, blah, blah, blah. I just never, and they never, that's another thing about Dave Robert, they never gave up on him. They never, they never took his confidence away. They kept him upbeat. And that's, not only did the, 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 the Dave Roberts do it, but the whole team did that because that's the type of, that's the type of clubhouse that is. Everybody buys in. And I think when, when you hear all that criticism, the one thing that doesn't get talked about enough is how he runs that clubhouse, how Dave Roberts runs that clubhouse and gets all those stars to buy into the philosophy that they're doing and check their ego. And I'll say it over and over again. It's it's more than just on the field. It is off the field as well. You know, Dave says he's patient, and he considers that a strength. He Absolutely. has patience, and he considers that a strength. I'll Absolutely. never forget he said that. So, How did you feel going into the game, though, Fred? That's what I guess I want to know, too. How do you feel, you know, once we're up 2 nothing right away? Felt great. Feel like this is this is us. We're at home. Here we are. Now, now here we go. Yeah, and I'm sure most people felt that. And then when they came up with that four spot in the yeah. fourth, and Gavin Lux misplayed the ball. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing too. You knew at one point, even going to the San happen. Francisco series, yeah. it's like, does he? Do we want to play him in center? Right. Do we want him out there? You knew it was going to bite you. It bit him. Yeah. And it cost him. Yeah. So now you're thinking, oh my God, Lux. See, and people are going. There's no yeah. way he should have been in center field. Yeah, exactly. And, and I said, he, you need his bat. I mean, calm down. You got to have his bat in the lineup. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So now you're down. And and, and in that, yeah, that that it, it's amazing how sports work that way, right? Because it was that play. They strike Jock Peterson out. Yep. Bueller strikes Jock Peterson out. I mean, that's a strike. He showed it 25 times. Guys on TV were like, oh, my God, that's that's clearly – they struck him out. He doesn't get the call. Jock gets the hit. That started everything. The Gavin Lux play. And if you – you know, I don't know if you saw it there, but Mookie had the same trouble on a ball hit to right field where he misjudged. He couldn't see it, and it dropped in front of him. It didn't end up to be bad, but 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 it was it was difficult out there, for especially for a guy that is really not played in center field. Not, right. I mean, you're talking about not playing at center field, but I'm sure his whole life he grew up as a shortstop. Right. Never played outfield. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a that's a big deal when you got to deal with the shadows and and it's a big moment, big game, and you're running back to the wall. I mean, that's he's a professional athlete. He's worked on it, and he'll tell you firsthand he should have caught it. But that was that was a big moment. But you're right. Uh, you you knew that at some point it was it was gonna it was gonna get you a little bit. It got us. Yeah. yeah, bit him. Okay. So they score four, and then all of a sudden you look up at the scoreboard and you're saying to yourself, oh, God, the Dodgers have two hits. You look up at the scoreboard, well, the Dodgers still have two hits. Oh, now they have three, and you're like, oh, no. So now this is the time the bats don't show up. And I'm telling you, as those innings continued to grow, you're thinking, this is it. And then these thoughts run through your mind. I can't believe it. After this kind of season, I can't believe it's going to end like this. I can't believe it's going to end against the Braves. I can't believe it. And that's, I think, why the stadium was just quiet. 
Not only that, Fred, if we can go back in this same theme, go back to the second inning when, remember, they recorded two quick outs, then they load the bases on three straight walks and Chris Taylor comes up. Now, I don't know if I can speak for the rest of the fan base, but I said, you have to score here. Oh, yeah. yeah. There are too many opportunities yeah. with men on base and they don't cash in and Chris Taylor pops out to the shortstop. Yeah. And we're like, and I said at the time, this is going to end up killing him. Yeah. It's going to end up killing him. And to your point, the bats did nothing for five innings after that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, just think sitting there and, and watching at home. You're like, oh, my God, this is it. You know what? God is here doomed us. This up and down. Well, now we're down and we can't get back. I mean, all these things are running through your mind. And then that magical eighth inning. And it, Cody, of all people, Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Of anyone, Cody Bellinger. It the, had to be. I mean, that's, that's why, you know, it just. The universe speaks, right? It had to be Cody. It had to be Cody in that moment. It just it just felt the season, the tough times. He's starting to get it back. It just felt like that, that was it was a moment meant for Cody. And it was All right, here's what we're going to do. We've talked about our feelings on it. By the way, Julio Urias tonight, bullpen game for the Braves. We're opening the phone lines, 866-987-2570. We're doing it now because we're on for only an hour, and we need to let people weigh in. Were you there? What did you think watching at home? How big of a moment was that for Cody Ballinger? It's your chance. You're on next. Now, your chance to put 1000 bucks in your pocket. Text the nationwide keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's BANK to 200-200. Good luck. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. It is your partner, Big Boy. Big Boy's Neighborhood, Real 92.3, and you're listening to a Hall of Famer, host, philanthropist, this is my big homie man, Rodney Pete, and the man who thinks that Post Malone is a reference to an NBA era after the mailman retired, Fred Rogan. That always gets me. Uh, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan, on a fabulous hump day, Wednesday. Feeling good. How's your meter, Fred? My meter's good, thank you for asking. <laughs> Back in green. I never panicked to red. Somebody walked down the aisle last night and said, You in red yet, Fred? You in red? Oh, my God. And I'm wondering the whole time, Roddy, why are you yelling at me? And people are actually yelling at me. So I guess I'm supposed to yell at you now. Like, what did I do? It's kind of crazy out there. Uh, all right, let's hear from the people. Let's do it. Jason and Corona, thanks for holding. Go ahead. We're happy to take your call, and we're doing fine. Hey, Fred, Rodney, thanks for taking my call. Good to talk to you. So I was at my kids' football practice thinking the same thing you guys did. It was dead. Dodger Stadium was dead, and I was listening on the radio, and when that home run was hit, you could hear it on the radio. And the crowd was so loud that I couldn't even hear Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner trying to talk afterwards. The place went bonkers. I think this turns the whole series around. I think today will kind of uh, help us come to terms with whether or not we're going to go on, but I'm hoping for the best. So I just wanted to say that. Well, I'll tell you what. It, it Jason, thanks for the call. Yeah. It certainly was a moment, right? You, you feel like it was, 
it certainly was a first, first a must win for the Dodgers. It was a must must win, and and they got it. Um, you hope that this this could turn one way or another, right? It could it could just spark the Dodgers to go forward and just continue winning. Um, and then the the big question is how does Atlanta respond now? Because they were on the verge of going up 3-0, knowing they got to at least go back home for two, and all they got to do is get one more. Um, this changes the whole dynamic. So th- that game was pivotal in a lot of different ways. Yeah, Dave Roberts said it afterwards. He's never heard Dodger Stadium that loud. Yeah. And it. if you were there, by the way, we, we do want to hear from you. All right. Brian and Fontana. Brian, go ahead. Oh, what is this? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're fine, Brian. Oh, I just see what you're going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, and, and first of all, I want to say what a game. What a game. I mean, I was like, like everybody across L.A., we're thinking it's over. We're dead, and what a comeback. But we got to give it. We got to give, hey, that was Bob Guerin. You can sit there with Dave Roberts. I saw Dave Roberts sit there with his hands in his pockets looking befuddled at the end of that game. He didn't have any life in him. Bob Guerin was working in the book. All of a sudden, Poulos is on the phone saying, hey, Bob, who do you want in the bullpen? When they when Phillips and, and time uh, came in, Phillips and the lefty, and uh, and Brian. they came in, and you're just like, Brian. hey, well, who's running this team at this point right now? Oh my God! And, Brian, uh, no, no, Brian. Brian. No, no, Brian. How delusional that is, right there. Brian, that is absolutely, Albert Pujols is on, on the phone, man. and Dave Roberts got come his on, hands man. in his pocket. What kind of conspiracy theory? Yeah, but you would put you on TV. With no the conspiracy theory, folks. Oh my God, that was terrible. All right, Brian. Thanks for the call. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> he said Dave Roberts. Pujols is calling to see who's going to be up in the bullpen. Right. That's it. He actually said that. He did. Dave Roberts quit. Yeah. That's what he said. He looked befuddled. I'm sure everybody was a bit concerned at points throughout the game. I don't think Dave Roberts quit and made uh, Albert Pujols the ex-officio pitching coach. Look, the camera, first of all, there are 8 million cameras in, in at a stadium, at, a, at an event, at a game. And I always, I always hated this because I, I used to take some of that brunt. Um, but there are 8 million cameras. They can catch you at any moment. of they can catch you picking your nose, something falling out of your mouth, you know, whispering something. Um, and and get Dave in a somber moment, or a quiet moment, or a moment that he's like, "Man, what the hell is going on?" And you and you take that and make a whole summary of what his whole situation is. It just it just it's unbelievable how they can take a soundbite or a a two second video shot of the dugout and say, "Okay, this is what's going on." We just quit. <laughs> That's all there yeah. was, Rodney. Just yeah. just quit. And Bob Guerin was in charge. Albert Pujols was making dinner reservations. And then Cody Bellinger hit a home run. And that's how it went. All right, Robert and Fontana, go ahead. What's going on? My mirror was red last night when they pulled Bueller, and I thought, oh, there's no way they're going to come back. And once Bellinger hit that home run, I, I damn nearly had a heart attack last night. It was just so exciting to watch on TV. And to see that bullpen hold together for all those innings, you know, the game could have got out of hand real quick. But that bullpen, Phillips, and the other guys that came in really helped together. So without that, the game could have went sideways. And Ballinger totally redeemed himself, you know, after everything he did this year. Yeah, I, I understand your anxiety. Thanks, Robert. I think that's what people were feeling in the stadium, that anxiety. 
and really not knowing what to do. I mean, that shot of Dave Roberts, if he did get caught at that moment, Rodney, uh, he was probably like everybody else at yeah. that very moment. Yeah, this is going bad. What yeah, do, how do we? What are we? What are we going to do? Yeah, somebody to give us a spark. Right, right. For him, I, I, he can't play. He can't steal the base like he did in Boston. Right. You know, it's got somebody got to do it. Right. When he said after the game, we were dead in the water. I've never heard anybody be that honest. Yeah. Ever. I've never heard a coach say that. We were dead. And then we had life. It. it yeah. I'll give it to him for his honesty. Oscar in Baldwin Park, go ahead. Hey, fellas, thanks for taking my call. Uh, real quick, man, I heard the game. I was listening to the game on the radio the whole game. Uh, I, was, I left work. I happened to turn the radio right when Bueller was, was choking in that fourth inning, man. And uh, you can hear the, the, the on the radio is different because you can hear every little sound, you know, people booing, talking talking their crap, whatever. You know, it's the whole game. at the And then when Ballinger hit that home run, I was getting my kids out of uh, karate practice. I was pissed, and I turned it off. I looked at my phone. I was like, what? It surprised the hell out of me. It was like, 5-5. Five, five. I couldn't even believe it. You know, I told one of the other parents, man, they tied it up. And sure enough, man, it, it was, <laughs> that, 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 the first part was right, man. It, the, the hearing on the radio was completely different, but it, it was a hell of a game, man. And props to Ballinger, man. Glad to see him. He, maybe um, he had the bad season for uh, the bad regular season for a reason. Now he, he have a, a great postseason. Hopefully he carries on. That's all there I got, go. man. Thank you. Oscar, there appreciate you go, the call. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah fool. Uh, and by the way, Oscar, a couple of our callers said, you know, I was at work yeah. or I was taking my kids here or there and I heard it on the radio. Who was the listener we had last week who says he was blind and he listened to the entire game on the radio? Yeah, he said he'd much rather listen to right. the radio. Yeah. Yeah. So we're always there for you. We're always there. The Dodgers are always here and we're thrilled that so many of you do listen on the radio. Tony in Santa Clarita, go ahead. Hey, Cody Bellinger has earned the right to play center field throughout the series, no matter who's pitching. And remember, also, Game 3, Boston World Series, he threw out that runner at home base that saved the game before Muncie hit the home run. And they're going to need him to throw out a runner because uh, Game 2, I don't, I don't know if some of those hits went to center field, but those runners scored on bad throws. Bellinger could have thrown those guys out. Remember? Yeah, game no, two? absolutely. That's a given. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic because what do you do? You, who are you going to play at first base? Because nobody else, I mean, you know, have had Beatty there, but he's not as good a defender as, as Cody Bellinger at first base. Thanks, Cody's Tony. Elite. Cody's elite at both places. Yeah. Um, and then do you want Gavin Lux bat in the game? So that those those are the decisions that you got to make. And I think defensively, we saw that in, in San Francisco where, where Cody did play center field. All right, let's go Bob and Fullerton. Bob, thanks for holding. Go ahead. Gentlemen. I wanted to make a comment on the uh, home plate umpire meals. Uh, I think he robbed uh, Bueller of a strike and a strikeout yep. against Josh yep. over there in the first yep. part of the game. Uh, replay show that uh, the, the, the ball was right in the strike zone. Uh, he, uh, he also, to me, from the TV standpoint, looked like the guy was about five feet tall, uh, Billy Barty size. Why can't we uh, get some better umpires? All right. Thank all right. you. All right. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, first, the guy that worked oh, the first friend, night was... Oh, going to prove your point in, in, in two seconds. You, you... Well, first, the, the guy that worked the first night was 6'7". Okay. Yeah. Now, last night's guy... He's at the opposite end of the spectrum now. Right. You know, they, they had the long and short of it. Uh, and, and look, in the Red Sox-Astros game, there was a missed call. Oh, it was horrible. That right. game was even worse. You know... Yeah. The, my point all along, not we're not going to get into it. 
Maybe we will. I'm just saying go with the automated strike zone. Go with it, especially in the playoffs. I understand that you have the ability to adjust. You shouldn't be adjusting to anything. The game should be officiated one way in balls and strikes. And the automated strike zone would take care of that. Can't have a guy called out on a pitch outside. Can't have a low pitch called for a strike or a strike called a ball. If they just went with the automated strike zone, it would take care of a lot of this stuff, Rodney. And by the I'm way, John Smoltz, they don't, players don't want it. I know they don't. I know, but it's what we want, even though they're playing. <laughs> uh, and the other side of it is when you have a shorter umpire, uh, he gets a better look because he's just seen the ball come right at his head. Yeah. And they mentioned that when the guy, the umpire, the game before was six, seven, they say he has a tough time, tough time. Doesn't call a whole lot of low strikes. Right. Cause he can't get down there. Right. So, okay, let's go uh, Fabian or Fabian in Pasadena. Go ahead. Hey, Fred, I was there, and uh, I was listening to the game. Uh, that's really the only way to watch the game is to, to be listening to it and watching it there live. Uh, two points. Uh, the stadium was flat, um, uh, you know, fifth inning and on, uh, trailing by three. But something the television viewers weren't able to see is that there was a mariachi band out there in right field. Yep. They got the people on their feet in the middle of the eighth, and that got the people going. That sparked the crowd, and that enabled that following inning. So a big shout-out to the mariachi band out there. The other thing is that PBS blew the whole thing out of proportion with people leaving early. Uh, they caught five cars, and they aired it. Not true. I mean, that stadium was packed when Jansen struck out the side. Anyway, for those people going out there to the game tonight, you need to be loud. The Dodgers need you. That's it. All right. Appreciate the call. See, I agree. I, I didn't know that they had made such a big deal of the fact that people were leaving early because I was there, and it didn't seem like that many people left early. And it's like I said, we, I moved around. I just couldn't sit there anymore. Right. So I started walking around. Didn't mean I left. Meant I walked around. Yeah. You know, how anxious was I? How anxious were the fans there? Got to get up and walk around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's what I thought it was. I, I had no idea that they had nationally said people left early. Yeah, and and there, are, you know, there are different areas like like what the Dodgers did in center field. There's different areas, like you said, you went up there in left field. There's areas and pockets at Dodger Stadium you can go in the clubs. I mean, you go in there and people do that during the course of the game. And to your point, certain points you're like, I, I got to get up and I got to change my vantage point. I just got to change something. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get something to eat. I'm gonna walk around a little bit. I'm gonna go in the dugout club. I'm gonna go in the other club. I'm gonna go in the Lexus club. I'm, I'm gonna do all these things and just not sit in my seat. Doesn't mean you leaving. You're leaving the stadium. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think a lot of people last night did just start getting yeah. up and walking around and moving around. Yeah. Because I agree. You know, I mean, that, that's that's not. Let's be clear. L.A. fans do leave games early. Let's just be be clear that that a lot of fans in L.A. will leave early at the games. I mean, we show up late because of traffic, and traffic is the thing that people try to strategize. But certainly not in playoff situations in big time games. You know, the fans are not leaving. Yeah, and to be fair, why would you leave early if you think the game is out of reach? Because you don't want to sit in a parking lot for an hour and a half. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't have that problem, you wouldn't leave early. Right. That's just what it is living here. All right, Jacob and La Habra, go ahead. Hey, guys. I just want to say, for a long-time listener, first-time caller, the one thing that uh, comes to my mind I was watching at home was just why did the Dodgers wait till their backs are against the wall, gun to their head, to start hitting the ball? 
I do not understand it. It's such a talented lineup from top to bottom, and it's just it's like the Dodgers just feast or famine. It's home run or bust. And it's like I was elated when Bellinger hit that home run, but I just can't understand why it takes all, all the drama for them to start hitting. Isn't that the million-dollar question? Yeah, it really is. It is. Because you think, that, okay, they're going to have that lineup beyond the outset. And then you watch, you know, you, well, they didn't have so much of it last night. I'm talking about Boston. You watch Boston and up and down the lineup light up, light up Houston the way they did with all the hitters upside up down the lineup in Boston where it was a, pit, a parade going for two games for Boston. And you're like, well, that's us. That's us. Well, how can we can't do that? And you think it's okay. And every time you think it's going to go that way, like we get off to a good start, there's a lull. There's a lull in the game where nobody hits. I don't care if we're winning or not. There's always a lull where they go three or four innings where nobody can get on base and nobody hits. I mean, yesterday was a prime example. Corey Seager hits the home run. That's okay. It's rocking. You want the crowd in it? I'm going to get the crowd in it, and let's get the crowd staying in it. And then they they put the four spot up, and nobody can hit for four, four or five innings. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Ronnie and Garden Grove, go ahead. Hey, guys, uh, real quick. We always talk about how pitching and uh, defense wins baseball games. I know that uh, they said uh, they wanted Lux's bat in the lineup. What about putting him at second base and putting Trey Turner in center field? Trey Turner played uh, center field with the uh, Nationals growing up. Just want to know your thoughts. All right, thanks for the call. Drew, Trey has played some outfield. Uh, and Gavin Lux has played second base. But I, I'm of the opinion, and Rodney, maybe I'm wrong, they're just more comfortable with Trey Turner at second base, playing oh, the yeah. infield. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And he's he's had his issues at second base. It's a different animal than playing shortstop like he like he was normally playing in, in, in Washington. Um, but he has certainly, you know, slid into that role very well. And I think you're right. They're very comfortable with him at second base and where their infield is. Uh, other things that happened last night, quickly. Kings and Ducks both lost by one goal. Kings and Nashville, like the Ducks, were in Edmonton. Lakers opened last night against the Warriors. So uh, both AD and LeBron put up 30. Uh, I'll just say that real quick, about, about since you mentioned AD and LeBron. Um, those of you who thought LeBron was going to be older this season, he looked like five years ago, LeBron, last night. He looked like he was so ready to go and with so much spring in his step. Now, I don't know if it's going to last, but at least opening day, he looked, he did not look old at all. Right. Right. So, and AD looked like he was ready to bring it, too. Okay. I still don't like him on the floor as much as he's on the floor for a big man because he is down on the ground a lot. But both those guys, both those guys look like they came ready to go. Uh, and Russell Westbrook did come ready to go. It, yeah. just, it just didn't go very well. Correct. You know, when, anytime he's pulling up from three, that that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. You don't want that. He shouldn't do that. Well, what's gonna, what's happening, what happened in that game, too, is they're going to give it to him, Fred. Yeah. They're going to give it to him wide open. And so you're going to have to knock down some, but I think they're going to have to. What, what was evident to me last night is they're really going to have to figure out the rotation. They're going to re- – I mean, I, I don't know if – I don't know if West. I don't. I certainly don't think Westbrook and Rondo can be on the floor at the same time. Um, and I don't know if it's a good idea to go that big with Westbrook on the floor as well, because you don't want him to shoot threes. Where is he as? Where is he at his best? Driving to the basket, either finishing or kicking it. But when you have, you know, Dwight and Andre DeAndre in the in the paint, there's nowhere for him to go. 
because it's it's jammed up. You know, I I was so looking forward to him just, you know, getting the kick out, getting the rebound, pushing it, pushing it, driving, getting in the paint, either finishing or kicking it out to someone. And he didn't see a whole lot of that because I, I think there was not a whole lot of room for him to get to the basket. Right. And that's where he's at his best. It's one game. It's yeah. one game. You know, afterwards, LeBron and AD told uh, Russ, relax, it's one game. Don't worry about it. Fans, yeah. don't worry about it. It's going to take a while. It's a but whole it's new the right team. Fit. They're going to have to get the right fits together, the right rotations together, you know. Um, and and again, and I wasn't mad at Bazemore's play either. I kind of like his game. Yeah, he can play. Yeah, he can play. But, I, you know, shooting's going to be an issue. Shooting's going to be an issue because I, I don't think you can have, although he was hot last night, LeBron cannot be your, your main three-point shooter. Right. Well, that's why they went out this season, got all these guys that can shoot. Ariza, right? He can shoot. He's, He's hurt. hurt. But I'm saying Kendrick Nunn, they went out and got him. He can shoot. He's hurt. Wayne Ellington, they went out and got him. He can shoot. He's hurt. I guess better to get the injuries out of the way now. How good, though? How And this went under the radar because I think he's going to be a big-time asset in, in losing some of the guys that they lost in Caruso and, and KCP, but picking up Avery Bradley. Yeah. Because watching them play defense right, on Steph and, and some other and some other guys, I think it was, and that was a last-minute deal, but I, I think it was a, a very good pickup by uh, Rob Plink and the Lakers by getting Avery Bradley there. Yeah. Defensively, because they've lost a lot defensively, perimeter defense, when they lost Caruso and they lost KCP. Right. Uh, it was a good pickup. No question about it. All right. It's one game. And, you know, as, as excited as people are for the start of the Lakers season, I got to tell you, I think the focus right now is the Dodgers. Yes. The Dodgers in their march. Urias goes tonight. We'll see how he looks. Yeah. And he will go against the mystery bullpen pitcher, for Atlanta, Dodgers are heavy favorites tonight. Do you feel, yeah? Do you feel like now uh, is this the pressure game for for Atlanta, or is tomorrow the big pressure game? I think tonight's a huge pressure game for Atlanta. Yeah, and does that determine whether they pitch free Thursday or wait for him to get back to Atlanta? That's a good question. Any scheduled to go tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, if I'm them, well, let's I put it like this. Atlanta. If they if they lose tonight, Rodney, if the Dodgers yeah. win, who's going to pitch for them tomorrow? Not another bullpen game. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's Freed is Yeah, but I'm saying if they move Freed back, yeah, you're going to go two bullpen games in a row. You go home down 3-2? Dodgers got to yeah. jump on them. I got to tell you. They have to bring in Ian Anderson in. Right, right. Because he, he only went two innings or inning in, a, in two-thirds. Right. The other last time he was out. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you if you go down three two, knowing you coming back to Atlanta for two, do you save your ace to pitch at home? No, I. You can't go down three two. So you you saying you can't go down three two and you pitch free to here at Dodgers? Here, right, absolutely. Yeah, because that'll be it. Look, if the whatever if you can't happens, win two at home, then then you're you shouldn't go to the World Series anyway. Correct. And I, what I'm saying is tonight. Dodgers got to jump on them right now and continue what happened last night. And the confidence now, you know? Not only Bellinger's home run, but Mookie has been on fire. Jump on them early. Jump yeah. on them early. And close your will early. Can can we acknowledge how great these NLCS and ALCS has been so far? Yeah. 
these four games that that we've seen it, it is it has been it has been i can't remember the drama that we've we've uh we've had in both sides of these games that have been so intense so evenly matched and they said on the tv the four four best teams are are playing right now yeah and no disrespect to the giants but i think the four best teams are playing right now all right and with that let's welcome on the man for some spirituality oh yeah don't have a lot of time today, but we got to get it. Vic the Brick, the All Daily nice. Haiku with two. Need another one tonight, Vic. I'll let the serenity sink in, Fred. It's sinking. Let it sink in. It's sinking. It's sunk. Oh, yeah. Rodney P. feeling you. VTP feeling you. We can't believe what we just saw. Executive producer, Rogan Rodney Show. Relentless, indefatigable. The man of knowledge himself. Please, put your hands together as Kevin Figgis now. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big audio dynamite. Ronnie Facio. I'm feeling you, VTB. Ah. Big audio dynamite. I like it. Like the big lumber dynamite of Cody Bellinger. It, got, it was so lifeless. Yuko had to leave the Zendo in Whittier. He just left the house. He said, I think I got to go. I can't, I can't watch. You know, when it was 5-2, she couldn't watch. I don't blame her. I think she went to Nordstrom's. Okay, well. Spent $10,000. That's okay. That'll work. <laughs> that take your mind off. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever it took. As the sensei says, and Fred... Yes. You brought it to our attention. We've never heard Dave say we're dead in the water, but he did. Caminando a la muerte. Yes. They were dead meat and spikes. But then the moment hit. Belly, belly, belly. Talk about snatching a moment. And one of the earlier callers... I thought was very enlightened. You got to put Belly in center field. I mean, with the little, you got to have a great center fielder in these times. There's going to be so many play, bang bang plays at the plate. Got to Belly in center. I, you know, I, I can live with Beatty at first, but Bellinger, Bellinger, man, from exile into freedom. From devastation of a 165 regular season into hope. He's barreling it up with a ball that was that was up by Anthony Davis's eyes. <laughs> How did he reach that ball? It was so high. And it got us all high. And we're still high. And of course, Mookie, 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 I love you, Mookie. 
You know what I'm thinking? You know what like I from think? From the darkness. You know from the I'm... darkness into the light. I know, Vic. All right. We, we got to do the haiku pretty quick, but I just want to say. I, I know. I, I understand. Listen. No, no. I think I know what won the game for the Dodgers yesterday. The Brenda Gammon haiku. Brenda oh, Gannon. No. I don't think so. I think no, it was. No. I, I don't, we had a double I'll haiku you, yesterday. I'll, no. I'll tell you. I'm moving. I'm going to move into game four with Julio and the rest of the 26 Samurai. And this is a, a haiku if you've heard before, but it's worked before. This haiku for you. Game four. Must rapture at the ravine tonight. AM 570 LA Sports. Four o'clock with Tim Cates. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Julio at 508. After a great Dodger victory, Billy, Mookie, CT3. Don't forget our Will Smith. You got to tighten, tighten, tighten the cords of your helmet even tighter, fellas. Because in that moment, when you think you have found it, when you think you have found it, you have at that moment lost it. I'm feeling you. Dodgers three, Braves one. That was a Vic special. Yeah. We, and we, it works. We've heard it before. <laughs> Vic created it. And it works. I'm pulling out. I'm, I'm playing the hits, Fred. Yeah. We need hits. Yeah. We need the bats. Well, good, Vic. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Thought there was something else he was going to say. All right, Vic. Uh, thanks for the haiku, and hopefully it inspires him to win another one tonight. Dodgers. Only an hour, Rodney. Sorry, Vic. Only an hour. We got to get out of here because Petros and Money have to jump in. They have very important business to take care of today. Yes. What that is, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll find out. But they'll be jumping on. Petros and Money. As a warning, I need to inform USC fans, and no one should be surprised if Pete Carroll spends the offseason sniffing around L.A. and inserting himself into USC groups and events. Ooh, and let's I don't go. See how the, I don't see how they could do it. Oh, he come back on. Hey, Pete in the Money Man. Hey, hey. Bringing on some Springsteen. Yeah. The Petros and Money Show. Weekdays at 3 on your official playoff home of the Dodgers. Home and a memorable one. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Pete. An athlete. Rodney Pete. A father. Rodney Pete. An L.A. icon. Rodney Pete. And this guy. Red Rogan. <laughs> AM 570, LA Sports. All right, you know what? The Dodgers take on Atlanta. Game four, National League Championship Series. Coverage begins at four right here on your home of the Dodgers, AM 570, LA Sports. And in HD on the free iHeartRadio app. Brought to you in part by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Morongo, good times. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you for jumping in here for an hour today. Okay, Rodney, feeling good, feeling green. Uh, hopefully, like when we get back together tomorrow, this thing will be even at two. Go Dodgers! court cases, keep them guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the pen. Making money over cuss words, writing again. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Late night down sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say. Live and die